1: at 916. Your high today is going to be about... We're going to be in the 20s, people. Tomorrow we're going to be in the 30s, all right? So if you're heading down to Lincoln for the games, you're going to have a little jacket on you. because It's going to be kind of cold, but it's going to be a fantastic time. Go
0: Scars! Go Big Red. There's a uh, Teammates, great uh, uh, organization in town, uh, started by Dr. Tom Osborne. Teammates, and they have a back-to-school challenge. The contest wraps up November 30th, but we need to get people to sign up uh, for Teammates, to mentor kids at teammates.org. And the creator of that program is our next guest, this great man, Dr. Tom Osborne. Good morning.
1: Hi, how are you guys? Great, Tom. Uh, Dr. Tom, how's uh, how's the program going? We love uh, everything that they do for, for teammates.
2: Well, it's uh, been going very well. We uh, have expanded quite a bit. We're currently mentoring uh, over 9,000 young people in about 163 school districts. And... Uh, Course, all across Nebraska, we're into Iowa pretty heavily, and starting in Kansas and Wyoming and South Dakota. So,
0: wow, it's been
2: a, quite a uh, quite a time of growth and expansion, and so uh, very pleased with with what's happening.
1: When when you started this, uh, Doctor Tom, was this something that was uh, on the um, was something you guys were working towards as nationwide?
2: No not really we uh, you know, I just had noticed over the years that you were recruiting so many more players who were from uh, difficult family situations and uh, you know the drug culture had hit um, just uh, a lot of things had made things more difficult for young people and uh, so kind of on a whim, I got up in front of our football players one day at a team meeting, and I said, "How many of you guys be willing to?" spent some time with a seventh or eighth grade boy in Lincoln public schools as a mentor and, uh, 22 hands went up. So we went to the schools and got 22 young guys who said they'd like to have a mentor. And that's how it started. And, uh, we were pleased because when these kids got to be seniors in high school of, the uh, 22, 21 graduated on time and, uh, and 18 were on to college. And, uh, considerably exceeded our expectations so we began to enlarge the program we began to recruit mentors uh, who were adults began to mentor girls and boys and uh lower the age down to the third grade so we start with third graders and continue with them through high school graduation and on into college at the present time so uh it just one of those things that just happened to grow and uh, so we've been working at it pretty hard. That's awesome.
0: And was that the 97 team, Coach, that where you said the 22, you asked and 22 hands came up? Was it that team? It was team?
2: actually, actually in, uh, started in 91. Okay. It was about 97, 98 that we expanded to uh, have adults as mentors. And we uh, really began to grow the program and expand it.
1: That's great. Because I, I know a few mentors myself. And as you said, it started at an early, early—you um, know—the uh, the kids are early and early age, and, and it, you know, as, as they as as they've grown, even into college, uh, they've built some great relationships, and they're still in contact with them, uh, even so after. So the program is fantastic. I think it does wonders for for these children out there that need that need a mentor. Well, yes, and and we uh,
2: don't want to give the impression that. These are necessarily terribly troubled kids. Some of them come from difficult circumstances. A lot of them do. But a lot of those kids are from uh, two-parent families that are doing well in school. But for whatever reason, they have said that they would really like to have another caring adult in their life. And, uh, and so um, anyone who wants a mentor, uh, we will try to help them. The... Um, the problem is that we always have about a third more kids who want a mentor than we have mentors. And yeah. so uh, we're always about trying to, to recruit more mentors.
0: Because okay. that's the mindset. Yeah. You guys say that any kid can um, that wants a teammate's mentor is eligible, but that it's the belief that every kid could use a mentor. And we probably agree with you that every kid could use... A mentor, of a mentor, time. and it and it seems like it's not so much of a commitment. Mentors and mentees meet in school about once a week. Is that right during the academic year?
2: Right, we uh, we are school based, so we meet in the school. We've mentored uh, well over thirty five thousand uh, young people since inception, and we've not had a single incident where any mentee has been harmed or or misled or abused in any way, and. That's primarily because we're school-based, and uh, we're in a setting where there's all kinds of supported people around, and um, it doesn't take a lot, because most of our mentoring occurs over the lunch period, and those lunch periods are probably 35 minutes on average in length. Sometimes it's during a study hall, sometimes it's during a PE period, or we never take kids out of solid classes, but um, the schools really welcome us, they appreciate what we're doing, and so we have tremendous cooperation from the schools. Every school uh, building has a coordinator. That person signs you in and out, helps make the match according to common interests, common life experiences. And so uh, we try to make sure that uh, every men mentor is, is uh, really well supported in that match.
0: What kind of things do the mentors um, usually do over the lunch period? I mean, what kind of, um, do they bring books to talk about? Do they just talk about their lives? I mean, is there a guide for how people should mentor these children?
2: Well, we, we do train the mentors and we also train and, and, uh, and educate the mentees as to what, what uh, goes on. But we usually take, let the mentee take the lead. Sometimes... Particularly with younger kids, they like to play board games. They sometimes like to uh, work on the computer together. Sometimes the mentor will bring a, a book and they'll read the book together. Um, so all kinds of, and sometimes they just take a walk around the school grounds or go down to the gym and shoot baskets. And as time goes on, that relationship deepens and there always becomes those teachable moments as uh, the mentee learns to trust and accept the, mentor. We find that about 98% of our matches that the the young person looks forward to seeing the mentor, trusts the mentor, believes that the mentor cares about them deeply as a person. And so um, the important thing for mentors to realize is that these are not kids that are uh, caused to go into teammates by a a principal or a judge. Uh, These are kids who want a mentor and who look forward to having one.
0: We've got Dr. Tom Osborne on the phone with us with the teammates program and people can get details at teammates.org. Tom, so many of your players, um, when, when they move on, they don't just talk about the athletic, um, things that you taught them, the athletic tutelage. A lot of it is, is the life skills you taught them that these kids move on with honor and duty. What do you think young men need to hear today? Like, what was it then? It seems like you're, you're such a great mentor to young men. What was it specifically do you think that usually these guys need to hear off the field?
2: Well, I, I think that one of the problems we have today is we have so many kids growing up without fathers. And uh, and this is uh, true not just for boys but for girls. Uh, all of the social pathologies that you hear about increase, uh, double, triples, quadruple, sometimes. There's no father present. And, uh, and so, uh, I noticed that we were coaching more and more kids who didn't have dads. And these kids, for the most part, didn't understand quite as much about discipline, quite as much about how to deal with authority. And, uh, and so, uh, you always set parameters and you, and you held people accountable. That was important. We, uh, we also tried to make sure that, uh, People were engaged in life skills. So we wanted all of our players to do some kind of community service, whether it be visiting people in hospitals, going and speaking to uh, elementary schools, reading with kids, mentoring, all those kind of things. And there's uh, really the, the key to living a life of meaning and purpose is not necessarily grasping life to yourself rather giving yourself to others. And, uh, and of course that was part of having great teams is having players care about each other. And in most cases, putting the welfare of the team ahead of their own interests. And so I think uh, most of our players, uh, as they went through the program, began to grasp that concept. And, and often they mentioned to me that it has been very helpful to the later in life and their business and their family. And, how they've tried to live
0: their lives. What a great overall arching message that everyone could use, which is c- caring for each other yeah. and putting others before um, yourself. To us, we're we're all Nebraska natives. It feels like the football program this year obviously has come full circle with Scott Frost coming back, and what a tough year it's been for Scott Frost. What was your hardest season, Tom, when you were the coach at Nebraska? I'm sure you had times where you felt like Scott where – you know the team wasn't performing, and there was a lot of pressure. What was your hardest season, and how did you get through it?
2: Well, I'd say probably the the first uh, three four years were uh, were difficult because we were coming off of a couple of national championships in uh, seventy seventy one. I took over in seventy three, and um, and so. Uh, when you follow a coach who's really done really well like Bob Devaney did, uh people are always kinda of looking for for that coach that used to be and uh and you're not it. And so yeah. sometimes uh we lose a couple games uh lose to Oklahoma and people weren't very happy and um, so you just kinda of put your head down and you put one foot ahead of the other and and uh, work hard and, and hope for the best and uh, Eventually, we we began to beat Oklahoma. Not every time, but we we had a lot of success with them as time went on. But it took a while to gain acceptance from from many people. Although uh, uh, it wasn't terrible, but uh, there was uh, there were some difficult years early on.
1: Yeah and it seems like that's that's always going to be the deal you know and with Frost being here i think everyone it seems like all the fans and everything are very patient and and we're ready for uh, the return of of you know of of great husker football and the program and everything like that and how good does it feel to have Frost uh, Scott Frost back in in a, back in our home state Well it's been uh, i think it's
2: been a um, a fairly uplifting experience for most fans you have to have hope, and uh, I think to some degree uh, hope had been diminished, and I think with Scott, certainly what he did as a player, what he did at Central Florida has reignited the idea that uh, Nebraska can once again be somewhere at or near the top, And uh, and I think people have been able to see during this year even though there have been some losses, that there has been steady progress. And I don't think people really realize how difficult it is to install a new defense, a new offense, new vocabulary, I have a group of coaches who have no familiarity with the uh, players come in and, and try to build relationships with them. And uh, there's a lot more to it than, uh, than one when what people might think, and so uh, we've had some bumps in the road. The team probably has overall performed well enough to have uh, have won by now five or six games, but they've uh they've had some uh, problems with penalties and sometimes just a bad bounce from the football yeah and uh, but they are steadily getting better, and I think there's a great deal of uh, optimism on the part of most people. Scott will get it done. And I'm certainly one of those.
1: Do you want, uh, and do you Scott, uh, coach Scott Frost, uh, chat much?
2: Yeah. I go down to practice about twice a week and we visit. Oh, wow. And, uh, so, uh, I'll be going down this morning. Oh, it's snowing pretty hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I imagine Stay they're going to be inside.
1: Yeah. So I saw, and, I think I saw a video this morning of those guys practicing a little bit and they looked like they're doing some snow angels, uh, out there on yeah. the field. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. You know, we love it. We're so yeah. proud of Frost. We're so proud of you. We're proud of everything. And, and you guys have brought, to, of course, all of us fans. We got, uh, coach Tom
0: Osborne with the teammates program, uh, teammates, uh, dot org. If people want information, uh, coach Osborne, what do you think of Alabama? How good is Alabama?
2: No, well, I watched him a few times on television and, uh, they're, they're so hard to score on their, their defense is, uh, Probably as good as I've ever seen them be, and uh, offensively they're, they're a good team also. And uh, you know uh, the one thing that Nick Saban has done is he's done a tremendous job of recruiting, and uh, he's got a lot of good players within a three or four hundred mile radius, and uh, he's getting most of them. And uh, so they're very talented right now, and they're going to be very difficult to beat. A team in the Big Ten that might have a fairly good shot at him is Michigan, because Michigan is a very, very good defensive team as well. And, uh, of course, people talk about Clemson possibly being in the same status or the same, same area. And, then of course, Notre Dame has received a lot of attention as well. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Oh, they
1: it's uh, definitely uh-huh. fun. Well, Dr. Tom, thank you for joining you. us. Uh, Dr. Tom Osborne okay. right here. Uh, yeah, we always a pleasure and a blessing to speak with you. And our
0: condolences to, for you losing your brother, um, Coach. We're so sorry about that.
2: No, well, thank you. It's nice of you to say. And he lived a good life. And uh, so, sorry to see him go, but uh, no regrets. And so, uh, that part's been good. Well, so Thank you guys for calling, and it's been a... Been a pleasure to talk to you this morning, and oh. thanks for talking about teammate. Oh yeah, thank you for betcha. all the
0: beautiful work you've done, you've impacted so many lives in such a positive manner, and I hope that you understand what a gift your your time and resources have been to the state of Nebraska. Thank you.
2: Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Well, talk thank to you, to you, Coach. We'll that.
0: let we'll let you get to practice and say hi to Mr. Scott Frost for us. Okay,
2: I'll do it. All right, thank just you. Coach. Be careful, coach Osborne. Dad. what what an there asset to the
0: state of Nebraska oh, and just a perfect example of why we all need to be teammates and share yes. what you know with another kid and and bet. people respect him so much. He's so respectable. That's why yeah. you know, you want people to listen to you, you have to be you have to be respectable.
1: He's a legend. He is the man. All
0: right, so if people want to get details, you, you you've got kids that you think of that could use a mentor, um, check out teammates.org. Any kid who wants a teammates mentor is eligible for the program. And the kids come from all walks of life. They believe every kid could use a mentor. And they serve students grades 3 to 12. And keep in mind, mentors, you meet in school just once a week during the academic year. It's a little commitment, really. But it means a lot. Last year, they served 9,400 students in 160 communities. And right now in Omaha, they serve... 2,000 suits for teammates. So, get details at
1: teammates.org and go Big Red. Yes, sir. All right, 21 pilot tickets. 21 pilots are in town November 20th. We got them. Uh, it's coming soon, man.
0: You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. Channel 94.1. To the Big Party Show on Omaha's number one music station, All right, good morning, dear. 948. All right,
1: thanks to Dr. Tom Osborne for jumping on the show. Always uh, a gift when we get him on the show, that's for sure. Teammates.org, they need yeah. people
0: to be uh, mentors, and if you got somebody who wants to be a mentee, could use a mentor. I think we all could use a
1: mentor. Absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't it right, be nice? Teammates.org. Hello. <laughs> uh, hello, what's your name? Kristen. Hi, Kristen. How are you? <laughs> Oh, you're just a bag of excitement. I am. Like, my son wanted to go to this so bad. So I'm super excited.
0: Now you get to take them. It's uh, 21 Pilots a week from Tuesday, Lincoln, Nebraska, Tuesday, November 20th. Sounds like a great show. 22 songs so far, it looks like they're doing every night. Encore, Leave the City, and Trees.
1: All right. I'm so excited.
0: Thank you so
1: much. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you tell all your friends to listen to the Big Party Show. All I right? do.
0: I love you guys. And you love haven't been out you. driving
1: today? Have you uh, been out on the roads?
0: Uh, yeah, it was a nightmare. It took me almost two hours to get to work. Oh, two? Wow. I Think about that. Oh. We're all saying, the people, if you've been out there driving, it's the, one of the worst days people can remember. I know. And my oldest daughter goes to Central, and we live all the way out on Fort, and I didn't even send her to school. Oh, uh, like, that's You, that's you did the good. smart thing. I'm telling people, stay home if you can. Do all not right, drive be careful. There's wrecks everywhere. Yeah.
1: Well, we're glad you're safe, dear. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Go Scurs if you're a fan. Oh, go net. Scurs. All right. <laughs> Hold on to the line, okay? All
0: right. Thank you.
1: All right. You're welcome. All right. We got some announcements here real fast. Yes. Backstreet Boys, announcer, coming to Omaha. You know, she's going to go crazy. Oh, she's
0: she's
2: going to go nuts.
0: <clears throat> Tickets on sale November 14th. Backstreet Boys with a world world tour, and they have a, uh, a new single right here. It's called Chances. This is new Backstreet Boys. I gotta tell you, I like it. This was written by Ryan Tedder and Sean Mendez. All
1: right, so maybe we'll get tickets? Oh, yeah. Probably so. It's a world tour.
0: Yeah. So I don't think they've been on a tour like this in a while. So they're going around the world, and when they spin back, they're hitting dates in the That's United fun. States. And they'll do Omaha's uh, CHA
1: Health Center Sunday, September 8th right. of 2019. Okay. And then also was announced earlier was Goo Goo Dolls going to be at the Stir Cove, baby. Yes.
0: They, are oh. you excited about that? Yes, I am. June yes, 25th, am. Stir Cove. It'll be the Goo Goo Dolls and Train. And this will be the Goos' fifth stir show. They like them. They okay. like uh, Council
1: Bluffs. Great show, too we got some good uh, bands coming to this town. Love it. All right, we're out of here. Go Skurs. We support you no matter what. Uh, yeah. We we're, we're looking at a game.
0: that live footage party pulled up of the team practicing right now out there. In the snow. In the snow. And it just looks like such throwback Husker football, like when we were playing oh, in Oklahoma
1: in the snow. They're all doing snow angels. I love it. Aww. Love it. All right, we're out of here. You can see that on our Facebook page, by the way. But we'll see you guys Monday. Have a safe weekend. And do yourself, God. for one, check this
2: out. More of what you listen for. Me every morning. Funny the music. This is my station. I never listen to anything else. This is a big party morning show.